0: MAUI, 1946 George lit a candle on his bedside table and examined his thigh in the dim, flickering light. The burn was the size of a fried egg and felt like it was still on fire. He frowned. Sometimes it felt like everything he did backfired. Pulling a torn shred of aloe from his pocket, he squeezed the tuberous leaf until its juice dripped onto the burn. It stung and soothed at the same time. One thing for sure, he wouldn't pretend to be a fire dancer again any time soon. He didn't like looking stupid, not even in front of his best friend, Jonathan. He smiled. Jonathan had looked pretty stupid, tiptoeing across the neighbor's yard for the aloe. When Mr. Kim drove up, Jonathan had bolted like he was being chased by zombies. Still grinning, George squeezed the leaf one last time and covered the burn with a bandage he'd filched from his grandmother's medicine cabinet. The last thing he needed was for it to get infected. Then he'd have to tell his grandmother, and he was already in enough trouble for one day. Footsteps. He blew out the candle, stripped off his shirt, and leaped into bed, sandy shorts, dirty feet and all. "'You still awake?' Tutu came in, carrying a kerosene lamp. She flipped the quilt back so she could sit on the edge of the bed, bumping up against his burned leg. He gulped in a breath and forced a smile. "'You okay?' "'I'm fine.' She pulled a white envelope from her pocket. It had a clipped corner. "'You looked a little tired. It's just as well Jonathan went home. The two of you would have been up all night.' To change the subject, he pointed to the envelope. "'That from my parents?' She nodded and handed him the letter. "'Why does he always cut off the corner of the envelopes?' he asked. "'I don't know.' He tore it open and read. It didn't say much. Their garden was doing good. His father had fixed a leak in their roof. It ended when they missed him. His eyes went to a framed picture of his parents on the wall. If it weren't for the picture, he'd have forgotten what they looked like. Over one corner hung a necklace with a carved bone turtle. It had been his father's. Now it was his. He never wore it, because he was afraid he might lose it. Tell me again why we live here on Maui and they live on Molokai. he said, even though he knew the story. Smile lines appeared around her eyes. Again? Please. He liked hearing the story because when she told it, he could believe it. Believe that he belonged and that his parents hadn't dumped him like a piece of unwanted trash on his grandparents' doorstep. Believe they missed him. Believe that it was the war's fault his family was scattered between the islands. She smiled. Okay. Before you were born, the whole family lived on the big island. We had a huge farm with chickens and... George relaxed, and for a while forgot about the throbbing pain on his thigh. Times got hard, and in the end we were forced to move on. Kapuna found work here on Maui at the docks. The only work your father could find was on Molokai and the sugar cane. Maybe it was the burn, maybe it was something else, but he finally worked up the courage to ask the question he'd never dared to ask. Why didn't he get a job here? "'There's sugarcane fields on Maui.' She paused for a moment. Her eyes wouldn't meet his. "'There weren't any jobs at that time,' she said and patted his leg. George winced as pain shot like lightning bolts from the burn. He grabbed her hand. She smiled. "'You and your sister were born on Molokai, and?' "'And now I live here with you and Kapuna,' he finished for her. She held him in a tight hug. Like the sweet-scented blossoms of a plumeria tree, you are my blossom of joy. Even though he'd never admitted to anyone, especially not to Jonathan, he liked being called the sweet scent of a flower to his grandmother, and he liked being held. Tutu tucked the quilt over his shoulders. You sure are full of questions tonight. It's just that I can't remember them. Tutu picked up the lamp and moved to the door. Why can't we visit them, or they visit us, he asked for what must have been the ten-thousandth time. You know we can't afford to travel. She blew out the lamp, shadows filled the room, streaked with silver moonlight. She turned her back to him. What about my sister and my other grandparents? Can we visit them? No, Tutu paused. I've been meaning to tell you. Launi's moved to Molokai to live with your parents. George sat up, his stomach suddenly queasy. His parents wanted her, but not him.